WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to The Sci-Files, an Impact 89 FM series focusing on student research here at Michigan State University. We're your co-hosts Chelsea Boudou and Daniel Puentes. We've heard on many episodes of The Sci-Files in the past about the long, extensive process that it takes to develop a drug and then to get it out into the market. After this drug discovery has taken place, it's so difficult to get these drugs approved and to do other things like repurposing them. To talk to us more about this today, we're joined by Kiwalin Smart. Kiwalin, may you please introduce yourself and your research for us? My name is Gaolin Samad. I am an undergraduate student majoring in computational mathematics with a minor in computational math science and engineering at Michigan State University. Right now, I'm working in the Jeravi and Krishna lab as an undergraduate researcher. Currently, I'm working on designing and developing a computational framework to repurpose drugs against infectious diseases. Thanks for joining us this morning, Kiwalin. This is something that I've never actually heard about before, this idea of repurposing different drugs. Could you give us a little bit of an introduction about what drug repurposing is? Like, for example, how long has it been around and how do they actually ensure that repurposing drugs will be safe in their new application? So the key principle of drug repurposing, basically, we're trying to identify the new drug indications based on the current widely used drug that we already have in the market. We already have like FDA-approved drug, right? And we use that to cure some diseases. But sometimes we want to find new drug indication to cure another disease and we can use the currently that we have right now. So each drug have their multiple modes and action and also like target and off-target, which can be exploited to identify new drug indication. And this principle has been leveraged to identify novel therapy candidate for several diseases. And that's kind of the principle of the drug repurposing. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense because the drug has already gone through FDA approval. So at least we know that it's safe for people to take. However, whenever it's approved, it's because those people have that specific disease or that specific complication. Whenever you're repurposing it, though, it's for other diseases. In your laboratory and in your research, are you looking at a wide variety of drugs or are you looking at specific ones? We focus broadly on FDA approved early when we want to apply that in our research. So we use our computational uh, approach to identify the most efficacious drug that can successfully reverse the disease signature and the drug that we focuses on just the FDA-approved one. We are repurposing drugs against infectious diseases, basically, because our laboratory focuses on seeing computational approaches to study infectious diseases and also study the various aspects of diseases. We start with the drug from the drug profiles from publicly available database that we can find online. And then specific kind of disease, we use that drug for like every disease, just trying to identify which drug would be the most efficacious one that can successfully reverse that particular disease signature that we want to reverse drug for. I would imagine since you have all of this information that you're able to feed into your computer models, that you're able to get some pretty accurate results comparatively to if you were to do so experimentally. But how does a computer allow you to understand the efficacy of repurposing a drug comparatively to experimentally methods? 
So we start with disease and drug data, and they are gene expression data, and we identify their similarity using mathematical and statistical concept. So we compute their similarity using particular concept, and then we will get like some number, and we use that number to identify if the drug are similar or they are similar. So that if we got a particular that can successfully reverse the disease, the ones that are dissimilar is the one that can potentially reverse the disease signature. To clarify, why would dissimilarity between the diseases be good, or why would it be bad in this scenario? When we measure some things go wrong in our body, if our particular cells or tissue got disturbed by a disease, we would measure the change from the perturbation using a differential gene expression analysis, and that would give us a list of genes with their corresponding gene expression values. And similar to the drug profiles, we measure how that particular drug will influence biological changes in a particular cells or tissue in our body. And then once we get our disease and drug profiles, basically a list of genes and their gene expression values for both disease and drug, we're trying to identify if the change that is in the particular cells and the drug induced in that particular cells dissimilar. Because if they are dissimilar, it means that they're not the same. Like imagine if a particular gene was got disturbed by a disease and the direction of the change go up. And it would be really helpful if we can find a drug that can reverse the change. For example, make the change of that genes go down. So that would be kind of a dissimilarity that we're looking for. But in this case, we're not only looking for one genes because we're looking at a sample that have a lot of genes in that particular tissue. And then we look at the overall of the change in at the gene level for both disease and drug, and see if they behave in opposite way. So it means that drug is good for the repurposing. The use of genetic information certainly improves the robustness of the kinds of mathematical computational models that you're running to understand how drug repurposing would affect other diseases. Can you give us a couple of examples of drugs that your laboratory has specifically repurposed using this kind of method? And if there haven't been any, maybe what are you working on? So last year we have got some list of drugs that we try to repurpose to treat tuberculosis, and at that time we didn't haven't developed any computational framework by ourselves yet. We have interface that provided publicly. So many people have developed a great interface for us to go to access disease and drug data, and then download them to local machine, and then go to analyze the data on the website. But right now, the project that we are working on, we are trying to develop our own computational framework to repurpose drug. And the drugs that we got for the tuberculosis last year, it was determined based on only one connectivity scores from a particular website or research. But right now, the project that we are working on, we integrating multiple connectivity scores. So in the past 15 years, we have found that many methodologies have been developed towards finding reversal relationship between disease and drug. 
And we have seen an importance of developing a new way to integrate all of the methods that have been proposed over the past 15 years because they all develop under the same set of concepts and ideas, but they have been using inconsistent notation and terminologies. And it's very hard for us to like interpret which one is better than another. So the one that we got the drug from one connectivity score from a particular research. And right now we are looking at like the connectivity score that have proposed in the past 15 years. So the disease that we started with is also the tuberculosis for this framework that we are developing. And we're going to expand this framework to test on other significant infectious diseases. It's great that your lab was able to repurpose this drug for tuberculosis. We've had a few episodes discussing tuberculosis, and one thing that our listeners and us have learned is that with tuberculosis, it takes a very long time to treat the patients that have contracted it. For example, people have said that you need numerous rounds of antibiotics. So I'm quite interested to know, what are some of the characteristics of this drug? And I'd also like to know, what did you mean by having only one connectivity? So our predicted efficacious drug that we got for tuberculosis, they have not been tested yet. So we haven't known yet like what are the characteristics of that particular drug that we found from previous time frame. And for the connectivity scores, it means the method that we use to measure similarity and dissimilarity between disease and drug gene expression profiles. So yeah, they they just the methodologies that we use to determine disease drug association, whether they are similar or dissimilar to each other. Thanks for explaining that connectivity score for us. Going back to that tuberculosis example, it's also really common that usually a cocktail of different drugs are given to a patient in order to deal with, with different bacterial diseases, especially as they become more antibiotic resistant. How does drug repurposing get impacted by this, as well as your computer models? Do you have to wait for updated literature values to come out to update your computer models? How do you accommodate for different mutations that arise? Our research not focused on host-directed therapies. Instead of looking at how pathogens react to a particular drug, we basically focus on boosting immune ability of our body to tackle specific disease. So we're trying to find the drug not directly tackle the pathogen itself, but the drug that helps build the immunity in our body to tackle the pathogen. So that's one thing of our research. We don't have to like update our model in order to address the concern of the mutation in the pathogen because we specifically looking at how our body reacts to specific pathogen and we identifying the drug that can help treat the disease. For example, when we didn't get the disease data, like we observed the biological change induced by a disease on a human cell line. So basically, the change that we're looking at is on the host side, and we focus on the host side. We not particularly look at how the specific pathogen react to the drug, but we don't hope to kill the pathogen using our repurposed drug, but we hope to like use our repurposed drug to cure the disease based on how the body reacts to that particular pathogen. Okay, so you're looking at the side of the host so that you can increase the immunity to fight these diseases with the drugs. 
However, the immunity system is so complex and there are so many different cells and tissues that are involved with this. After you're done analyzing this data through a computational model, does your laboratory work with another laboratory or maybe do it in your own laboratory where you test this in immunity cells or in different cells of these potential hosts? Yes, actually. So after we got a list of efficacious drugs from our prediction, we will experimentally validate our drug candidate's prediction, especially for the tuberculosis with DDRC, pharmacology and toxicology and microbacterial disease collaborators on campus from the Department of Pathobiology and Diagnostics Investigation and by Microbiology and Molecular Genetics. We will follow up stage-specific predictions by obtaining latent and pulmonary tuberculosis samples from MSU-affiliated clinics. It's great that you were able to work on this project with several collaborators to verify the completeness and correctness of this computational modeling. One of the things that you had said earlier got me thinking a little bit about how you had mentioned that there are inconsistent terms that are described in these databases. Because of this, how does the inconsistency of the terms within the databases impact your computer modeling? Is this something that you correct for before importing the data into the computer models? And what is that experience like? So it was a very big issue when my teammate and I were trying to identify what would be the most efficient method that we can use to calculate disease drug association score and apply that in our project. So the way that we solved that issue was that we reconciled all of the methodologies using our unified scheme with more consistent notation and terminologies. This way, we replace all of the variable or the terms specific in mathematical, mathematical formulation. So all of the different way of calculation, for example, they refer to the same thing, but instead of using the same, the same variable, they use like different names and such. And it's very hard for us to interpret the meaning inside into the existing method. So we reconciled all the score using our unified scheme. And then we use all of the score to identify the efficacious drug. Basically, we're not going to rely on only one connectivity score. But right now, after we have our unified to redefine all of the score, we're going to calculate similarity and dissimilarity between disease and drug based on all of the connectivity score. And the things that we are trying to figure out is that how to integrate all of the score into one and identify the potential drug that can potentially reverse the disease signature. Wow, that sounds very frustrating that there's so much inconsistency between these terminologies. Another thing that I've been wondering is that whenever you're repurposing these drugs for another disease, how do you take into consideration the side effects of these drugs and how it can affect other patients? That would be our future direction after we got our predicted drugs. So the future direction that we're hoping to address is that we will identify off-target and side effects of the drug by performed pathway, pathway analysis. It's really awesome that you were able to join a lab and get this kind of experience as an undergraduate and able to develop these kinds of models. There's a lot of research that someone could do here at Michigan State, but I'm curious, what motivated you to join this lab and what interested you about this project? 
I have been passionate about mathematics and computational science. And I don't like memorizing a lot of stuff, but I love biology. So I want to like apply mathematics and computer science to answer a very interesting biological questions. So I started contacting my PI because I was interested in her projects as in the lab. They developing computational approach to study infectious diseases, and it was very really fascinating to me how we apply computational stuff, mathematics, and uh, statistics to study biology, and that's why I decided to get involved in this project in the first place. And I was involved in this project since my second semester of my sophomore years. And at that time, it was very hard for me since I have a very little background about biology. So basically, I started at zero from there, and I only have like some skill in mathematics. So it was very interesting how I got into this kind of complicated biology by using my mathematical and computer science skill. Well, that's great that you were able to develop your biology skills after joining this laboratory, and now you're able to do such wonderful, impactful research. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Sci Files, and good luck on the rest of your research in your senior year. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. To hear more about us and learn more about our episodes, check out SciFiles.org. If you're a current MSU student that would like to be interviewed, please reach out to us at SciFiles at Impact89FM.org. We'll catch you next week on the Sci Files, and remember, the truth is in the science.